The Boston Bruins announced the historic 100 on Tuesday, a list of the 100 most legendary players in franchise history. And there was one guy in particular who I was really hoping to be on the list. We're going to talk about him, reveal my centennial team, and also just take a look at who is on the list here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Wednesday, September 13th. And I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day. Free and available on your favorite podcast app as well as on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections get yours today at jacemedical.com that's j-a-s-e medical.com it's a big day on the podcast as we break down the historic 100 a list of the franchise's most legendary players as voted upon by an independent committee of journalists and media members historians and members of the hockey community, of which I was not a part of. But later on, I will announce my all-centennial team, which all fans are able to put together, a list of 12 forwards, six defensemen, and two goaltenders. And uh, there will be an all-centennial team that will be revealed on Thursday, October 12th. from the historic 100 and uh, we'll see what that is on October 12th at the Centennial Gala. I'll let you know who I'm picking for my all Centennial team uh, here coming up later on in the podcast. Quick reminder before we get into it that you can follow the podcast on social media at Locked NHL Bruins. You can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren and let's get into it. There was one name that was not on the historic 100 that I believe should have been there, and it is Joe Juno. Now, you know how people say you always are a fan of what you loved in middle school or high school? Well, this is certainly the case for me with Joe Juno because he was a guy that I just could not get enough of in his admittedly brief time as a member of the Boston Bruins. And I'm sure that played a role in why he was not put on the list. But still, during his brief time with the Bruins, he was unbelievable. If you look at points per game all time, Joe Juno ranks fourth among Boston Bruins behind Phyllis Bezito, Bobby Orr, and Adam Oates. He's at 1.20 points per game. 
Now he played only 161 games in black and gold, but he had 51 goals, 142 assists for 193 points. And that included a 102 point rookie season where he had 32 goals and 70 assists. That 70 assists was an NHL record for assists by a left winger in the NHL. And that was held until 2022 when it was broken by Jonathan Huberto, then of the Florida Panthers. So not only did he put up 70 assists as a rookie, but that was a record in the NHL until just 2022. He was on the all-rookie team that year. And this came after he won a silver medal for Canada at the 1992 Albertville Olympic Games. He joined the team that season, put up, uh, what was it, 19 points in 14 games that regular season, followed it up with the 102-point season in 92-93, and then he had 72 points in 63 games for the Bruins to begin 93-94 before he was traded to the Washington Capitals in exchange for Al Iafredi as a member of the Capitals. He helped the team reach the 1998 Stanley Cup Final. He, I don't think, had a big fan in Harry Sinden, who was general manager at the time. Iafredi, unfortunately, only played like 12 games for the Bruins because he was injured and missed the following two seasons. So really ill-advised deal there. And Joe Juno, during his brief time with the Boston Bruins, I mean, just based on his rookie season alone, he's one of only 11 Bruins to ever record 100 points in a single season. And for that alone, I think he should have been on the list. It was a legendary start to his career. Posted that NHL record. And I think he belongs on the list. He is always a guy that I loved in Boston, he and Adam Oates were unreal together on that top line. And uh, it's a shame that he did not have a longer stint with the Boston Bruins. We can blame Harry Sinden and management for that. Justice for Joe Juno. He should be on this list. Now, who else should have been on the list? Well, I mean, you can't really say in the spirit of the centennial that, oh, this guy doesn't belong. This guy should be on there. It's, you know, it's, it's all in good. Um, I don't want to say fun, but in the spirit of celebrating the Bruins. So let's say that right there. Now, some guys who I think should have been on Joe Juno, certainly again, ranks fourth in Bruins history and points per game, 18 points in 19 playoff games as a Bruin. Uh, his peak, even in the short time, was pretty legendary. There were a bunch of guys, or several guys, from the 2011 team who made the list. Sean Thornton, Dennis Seidenberg, among them. You can make a case for Michael Ryder. Um, he was third on the team in goals, fourth on the team in points during the 2011 run to the Cup. 
scored the overtime winner in game four of the first round in Montreal when the Bruins were um, down in that series, having lost two games on the road to begin that series. He made a legendary glove save in game five of that series. And without either of those two plays, the Bruins could have been eliminated in round one back in uh, 2011. He also had 13 points in 11 2009 playoff games tied for the team lead. Uh, you could make an argue for Phil, or sorry, for Tyler Sagan to be on that list. Ryder had big games early in the playoffs. Sagan, four points in the second period as a 19-year-old rookie in uh, that game against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the conference finals. Patrice Bergeron was out. Sagan stepped in. Legendary performance there. Could easily include him on the team. Uh, another guy who maybe deserved a bit of love was Linus Allmark. Um, only been with the Bruins for a short time, but tied the franchise record for wins, save percentage in a single season, winning the Vesna, second goalie in the last 30 years to win the Triple Crown, leading the NHL in wins, save percentage, and goals against average. Seems pretty legendary to me. So those are a few guys that jumped out to me again. Biggest omission for me was Joe Juno. He was a guy that I loved watching as a kid, followed his career post-Boston, really wish he had stayed longer. Um, but those few guys uh, jumped out to me. Prior to you know the 90s, I'm not very well-versed in Bruins history. In fact, looking at this list helped me to become more acquainted with some players and um, just doing some research. But Juno, maybe Ryder, Allmark, guys that really jumped out as uh, perhaps some legendary. Uh, you could even throw Gregory Campbell in there for that uh, penalty kill on the broken leg. Anyways, coming up after the break, I'm going to reveal my Centennial team as well as take a look at the list in general and talk about some guys who made it some pleasant surprises on the list, some guys that I was not as familiar with. Uh, and we'll discuss my Centennial team here coming up after. The Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication on hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Do not get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com using promo code LOCKEDON. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day. 
Beginning on September 18th, we'll be going back to five episodes per week. So please do smash that subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing. On Friday's episode, we'll be previewing the Prospects Challenge coming up in Buffalo and looking at some guys that you want to keep an eye on during that tournament. All right, let's turn our attention now to my all-centennial team. So from this list of the historic 100, the Independent Selection Committee, which was appointed by the Bruins in June, will determine the final 20 players, 12 forwards, 6 defensemen, 2 goaltenders, that will comprise the all-centennial team presented by Rapid7. Now fans have the opportunity select their own individual all-centennial teams. And that's exactly what I did yesterday. And here, let me show you who I went with um, as I picked my centennial team. Now, let's share my screen here. All-centennial team. And there you have it. My all-centennial team. Now, it was a bit difficult choosing only two goalies. You have Tim Thomas, who, of course, won a cup, Vesna, Smythe. But I went with Tuka Rask because of his all-time wins record for the Boston Bruins, being up there in terms of save percentage. He won a Vesna, Jennings Trophy, two times All-Star, and... You know, he should have won a cup in 2013. Oh, sorry, 2015, certainly 2019. He would have been the Conn Smythe Trophy winner there. I went with Frank Brimzik for my second selection. Hall of Famer, two-time cup winner, 38-39 Calder Trophy, two-time Vesna winner, eight-time All-Star. Again, could have easily gone with Thomas over Rask, but Rask had a longer career, a lot of playoff success all-time wins leader by quite a margin, so I went with him. Pretty easy on the defensive side of things. You have Orr, Bobby Orr, Dick Clapper, Eddie Shore, Ray Bork, Zidane Chara, and Lionel Hitchman. All of these guys are, you know, Bruins legends, and Hitchman, Shore, Clapper, uh, or <laughs> Bork all have their numbers retired and Zidane Chara soon will be up there as well. So it's already um, pretty much done for you there in terms of defense. Five of the guys in the rafters with Zidane Chara soon to come. Let me zoom in here so you can see a bit better. What? I'm zooming in. Why is it zooming out? In terms of forwards, it gets a bit trickier. Uh, again, there's a bunch of guys who have their numbers retired, so they're automatically up there. Phil Esposito, Cam Neely, Johnny Busick, Milt Schmidt, Rick Middleton. Um, I didn't have Terry O'Reilly up there. I went with Wayne Cashman instead. Played with the Bruins for 17 years. A longtime captain. Um multiple Stanley Cup winner. I put him over O'Reilly um, and then went with some guys from the more recent core, David Krejci, 
Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand. You could make a case, I guess, that David Pasternak maybe too soon to be on the all-centennial team, but one of the great scorers for the Boston Bruins, 60 goals. He's won a Richard Trophy. Um, He, along with Charlie McAvoy, really represent the future of the Boston Bruins, maybe along with Jeremy Swayman. Um, So I think he's done enough to get on there. Obviously doesn't have the cups, but still I think uh, he should be on there. You could take him off and put O'Reilly since O'Reilly has his number retired. But I do believe that uh, Pasternak will have his number up there when it's all said and done. Also went with Willie O'Ree. Again, he didn't have a long career with the Boston Bruins. However, you have to put him up there. His number's retired. First black player in the NHL. And again, like I've said many times before, when talking about Willie O'Ree, the fact that he made the NHL with one eye functioning is unbelievable. And he belongs on my all-centennial team every day of the week. I also chose uh, Bill Cowley, and uh, he wasn't a guy that I was super familiar with prior to looking into this process. He's a Hall of Famer, two-time cup winner, five-time All-Star, two-time Hart Trophy winner, and you know he played back in the 30s, 40s, but had a very impressive run as a member of the Boston Bruins. Another guy who I wasn't super familiar with was uh, Bobby Bauer. And again, this is a uh, failing on my part to really dig into, I guess, I don't want to say ancient history for the Bruins, but Bobby Bauer in the Hall of Fame, two-time cup winner, three-time Lady Bing Award winner, four-time All-Star. He easily could have been on the list as well. And it gets trickier, of course, as you try to narrow it down to only 12 forwards. Uh, A ton of names that could have been on this list as well. Um, Again, you can argue Cashman or O'Reilly. O'Reilly, again, has his number retired, whereas Wayne Cashman does not. But the fact that Wayne Cashman played uh, his whole career as a member of the Boston Bruins, 17 seasons, longtime captain of the Boston Bruins. Uh, he was also, I believe, the last active player from the NHL's original six, just beating out Serge Savard. Um, again, I, I just put him over O'Reilly because he was a bit more proficient offensively and because of the long tenure that he had with the Boston Bruins 17 season uh, role player battling in the corners, getting loose pucks to Esposito or Ken Hodge, who you can make a case for as well. Uh, He also had a mean streak in him, was an enforcer to protect Esposito and or Esposito even said Cashman is underrated not receiving enough credit. Wayne was the digger. He said he was the heart and soul of our line. 
without a doubt. Um, he also played for Team Canada in the first four games of the Summit Series before he was injured. Served as captain from 77 to 83. Again, I'm spending too much time defending my Wayne Cashman uh, pick, but please do share with me your all-centennial teams. Some arguments to be made in net. Uh, defense, I think, is is pretty self-explanatory. And then again, up front, Esposito, Busick, Neely, Schmidt, Middleton, O'Ree, Cowley, Bergeron, Krejci, Marshawn, Cashman, and David Posternock. You could argue Posternock doesn't belong there quite yet, but maybe recency bias sneaking in, and that's what we're going with here on my all-centennial team. All right, coming up after the break, we are just going to take a look at the list in general and pick out some names that stood out to me and uh, that were pretty cool to see on there. We're talking about the historic 100 here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. 100 most legendary players in franchise history as voted upon by an independent committee of journalists and media members. Uh, shout out to the graphics crew who put together some mean mugs, animated. Uh, really cool to see that on there. Um, again, I was really looking for current Bruins on there, guys who were part of the 2011 core, guys from my childhood or you know the 90s that really stood out to me. Cool to see uh, Jason Allison get a nod there, PJ Axelson. Uh, Ace Bailey's on there. He, of course, uh, passed away in the 9-11 tragedy. Um, Johnny Boychuk made it on there as a member of the 2011 team, as did Dennis Seidenberg. Uh, who else stood, stood out for me? Uh, Bill Cowley, I mentioned, wasn't completely familiar with him. Byron Defoe, Lord Byron, that was a bit of a controversial pick. Uh, not really, you know, doing much <laughs> in terms of, I don't know if you could call him a legendary player. He made the all-star team one time. Uh, he had a record of 35, 26, and 3 with a 907 save percentage in 2001, 2002. 32 wins with a 926 save percentage. Uh, he was actually ninth in Hart voting that year and third in Vesna voting. So, you know, he was a solid goalie, but I don't know if you'd call him a legend per se. Uh, Ted Donato, Don Sweeney were on there. Those were guys I remember playing with on the old Sega Genesis NHL games. Um, who else? Nathan Horton. It was great to see him on there. He was a guy who had... Uh, a short tenure with the Bruins, but of course, legendary as can be because of the huge goals that he scored in the 2011 run to the Stanley Cup. Um, Phil Kessel was an interesting one for me. He wasn't super productive during his time. Then I was reminded, of course, that he won the Masterton Trophy as a rookie with the Boston Bruins after overcoming testicular cancer. If I was taking a guy off in terms of numbers to put on Joe Juno, you'd maybe take off Phil Kessel. But 
that Masterton Trophy for overcoming cancer is as legendary as it gets, really. Um, Milan Lucic was on there. We learned that last week in a video shared by the Bruins on social media. Uh, Charlie McAvoy, as a current Bruin, you had uh, Glenn Murray, who I love to see. I think I talked about him back in the which Bruins were at best. Uh, Michael Conhall, Don Sweeney, a couple Bruins that went on to be um, front office general managers. You have Adam Oates, who was an amazing Bruin, Craig Janney, who I both loved. These guys from the 90s team that I always lament weren't able to win a cup. David Pasternak from the current team. You have Mark Recchi from the 2011 team. He had a short tenure, but a meaningful impact on some of the Bruins who developed into leaders like Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron. Uh, cool to see Sergei Samsonov and Joe Thornton on the list. 1997 first-round picks. Samsonov won the Calder. Thornton, of course, uh, first overall pick, was the captain before being traded way too early. Uh, Glenn Wesley is on there. Dennis Seidenberg from the 2011 team. As is uh, Sean Thornton, one-time guest of the Unlocked Bo- uh, on Boston Bruins. So two of these guys on this list have been on the podcast before. Search up those episodes if you missed them. And um, what was the one name that I wanted to pick out? Mark Savard as well. And he tweeted yesterday. He's, of course, a... Coach now at the Calgary Flames. He said it was an honor to be on the list. And he has a soft spot for Boston. His exact words were, uh, what an honor, top 100 NHL Bruins of all time. FYI, I miss everything about Boston and everyone in Boston. Hopefully, he'll be back someday in a coaching role. All right, so those are some quick thoughts on the historic 100. Really wish Joe Juno was on there. I think you can make a case for Michael Ryder and Tyler Sagan. And if anything, it prompted me to learn more about Bruins history. So I think I'm going to be looking up some Bruins history books. I want to learn more about the guys from the 30s, 40s, uh, even the 70s teams that were successful. Um, So I think I'm going to be ordering some Bruins history books and maybe we'll do some Bruins history story time here coming up on the podcast, looking at some of these older Bruins that we should know more about and appreciate. All right. That's it for today's episode. We'll be back on Friday with a look at the prospects challenge coming up this weekend in Buffalo. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Please do smash that subscribe button if you have not already. And, uh, Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you again here next time on Locked On, Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.